Well, hey there and welcome. Today we're talking about the question, why would you start a show of Gen Xers talking on being prepared? I'm Matt Marshall, overall preparedness enthusiast, and I'm here to remind us all, with preparedness comes comfort, with preparedness comes peace, something we could all use a bit more of. And I'm Ed Watson, a.k.a. Wilksy, Matt's partner and jack of many trades in this endeavor. My role here will often be that of Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it will. And Matt, I'd give me some comfort and peace, so let's talk about how we can get prepared. Amen, brother. Why would we create a whole podcast on being prepared? Well, I'd break it down into just a couple of reasons, among others. First, imagine any worst-case scenario, like... Maybe you've put in a long week at work, and you're headed home, looking forward to a weekend relaxing, and you hear the news broadcast, or you see a post on social media, Hurricane Fred reaches the coast this weekend. Yeah, Matt, and Jack of Many Trades, one of my previous ones, I was in intelligence for several years. Some of my friends who are still in told me about an app they use called Data Miner, and not to pitch that app specifically, as I'm sure there's a, several others similar to it like out there, but... Apps like this can help you plan, and with planning, you can be more prepared, and they'll help you plan by providing you timely and more detailed information. So there's those apps out there that might be able to help you with more detailed information sooner for those types of events. Excellent. So you can imagine yourself having to stop off at the store maybe just to buy those last-minute items before the storm. And you get to the store, and you see this huge line, and you realize... There's no more milk, and there's no pasta, there's no meat, there's no bread, and heaven forbid, there's no toilet paper. Thanks, COVID, am I right? It might as well jump out of a plane without a parachute, Matt. Geronimo. <laughs> a little bit of stress. Well, maybe. Not if you're already prepared. Yeah, and like the Boy Scouts say, better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Or like we used to say in infantry, pack light, freeze at night, be prepared. There you go. Weather, of course, is a big part of this type of event. So preparing the home for those fairly common instances in difficult weather is uh, very important. Having items on hand at home already relieves pressures that might come up unexpectedly. But we'll also review those less common times, what are referred to as high-impact, low-frequency events. Hey, what kind of uh, low-frequency events are you talking about here, Matt? EMP, electromagnetic pulse, is an example of this. Preparing yeah. individuals and communities for these types of events are completely different, and only certain people can really grasp the concepts of what it means. Well, we're here to help people understand what can be affected and how we as everyday people can respond with each episode, we hope to encourage people and familiarize them with the many different aspects of preparedness and perhaps hone in on just one or two at a time. Maybe by doing this, everyone improves their overall preparedness. An exercise for you. Consider some of the many different aspects of preparing for times of difficulty. Should be easy, right? If you think about it from the perspective of, say, the survival rule of threes. Yes, Matt. A person can only last about three minutes without air, about three hours in a harsh environment, extreme hot or cold, about three days without water, and about three weeks with food. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that 
really well, Matt. Uh, my wife and I experienced uh, through the COVID times an extreme lack of several critical items for months. And uh, we live in Texas, so in February, we also went through the infamous deep freeze of February of 2021 that caused statewide power outages for several days. Previously, in late 2017, Hurricane Harvey also adversely affected the entire region for several weeks. Now, in all these cases, we were sufficiently prepared, but... <laughs> I think a lot of the populace uh, ran out. Well, our initial response to being prepared seems simple in many cases, right? We can start with a gas mask to protect us if the air is bad, then pile up a mass of water, build a shelter, and add some food, and we're all set. Right? <laughs> Maybe not so much. Maybe not. Because you immediately start having to dig into the slightly more obscure components of water, shelter, and food, like how much... How and where should I store it? How soon will it go bad? Or gas mask? What? Why? Yeah, and it's just that gas mask alone, that one point. Finding a good gas mask isn't easy, and they're not cheap either. Yeah, there's so many different things we could be, we can work through just related to this three or four items. But what about some of the other much less talked about areas of threat? Consider a three-second psychological reaction time to make a decision in emergencies, like security if you're being attacked, or healthcare trying to save someone, or three months without interaction with other people before a person begins to feel the effects of loneliness or loss. Thanks again, COVID. And here we begin to get really deep into a rare topic, that's psychological preparedness, this isn't something you can just pay a little cash and start inventorying, right? This nope. can sometimes take a lifetime to build the skills. And for some people, only in those times of utmost stress do they realize they were not prepared at all. All right, you are, Matt. And in some of our episodes, for example, we might critique, but not has to be too harsh or critical, some of the contestants you might see on some of these survival shows who at first glance you did, thought they were a shoe in to be winners physically. They seemed all that prepared, but they only tapped out later due to just this factor, lack of psychological preparedness. Yeah, this is a tough one. When I was growing up, my dad always suggested to us that the human is composed of three areas, body, mind, and spirit. And we should strive to improve all three as equally as possible. Yeah, and my dad told me to never half-ass anything. So when you're talking about preparedness and survival, you might not just be talking about getting through a few days of harsh weather or whatever. You might be talking about your very life. Yeah. So to improve the body, we could submit to the many different diet and exercise programs that are available online or on TV or whatever just to stay fit. But really, if you just just keep in mind, it's a, it's a fairly logical process, right? You've got the inputs, the foods and the amounts we eat, and you've got the outputs, the activity and exercise should be as balanced and as close as possible. And of course, there's a lot more to unpack there. Now, for the mind, we should always be learning. One of the greatest results of the tech boom is education, and I mean online and free education. We could be yep. learning artificial intelligence one week and breaking down the XR EP9 rifle the next. It really doesn't matter what we're learning. The point is to be learning. Yep, and you might want to have as 
much a thirst for knowledge as you do for life itself. I enjoyed the film The Edge depicting uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins as having his thirst for knowledge, which led to his survival in that extreme scenario. Yeah, excellent show. Well, finally, there's the spirit. And this becomes important in so many parts of our lives. Find something that feeds your soul. Christian, Muslim, Jew, Buddha, it, it doesn't matter for the purpose of preparedness. If we can each recognize that there's something larger than ourselves, then we can find ways to strengthen our own spirit. Even if a person doesn't practice any organized religion at all, it's still possible to build one's spirit. Many find it in nature, hiking, biking, kayaking, or just sitting and breathing the fresh air. Build your spirit as much as you can. I couldn't agree with you more, Matt. As we're telling our viewers or listeners, our why for this project, I would encourage them to find their why. You know, like Matt said, you're going to want to serve something else outside of you, whether it's your family or whatever. And this reminds me of the David Goggins scenario. Uh, Goggins is that retired Navy SEAL. Now, there's a lot, he's a lot of media, social media buzz about him and everything because he's that SEAL that failed the BUDS or SEAL school several times before finally succeeding. And in his podcasts and stuff that he does, he said he's trained physically, but SEAL training is about teamwork and inner no-quit spirit and mental endurance. And without that spirit and serving outside of something outside of him, and he, as he put it, he continuously trained to quit or fail. Wow, that's a that's a powerful story. I I see him on some of his Instagram posts and some of his other social media where he's just going and going and going. The guy is awesome. Powerful yeah. story. Yeah, he's a, he's a real beast. Yeah, he's the real deal. Well, putting all these three together, the body mind and the spirit can lead to such a powerful life experience. And, and as those difficult times hit us, if properly prepared, we can respond well and recover faster. Well, it's, it's our hope and it'll be our joy for you to share with us and for you to join us on this journey. We'd love to share our thoughts, our goals, and maybe even our dreams. Thanks for your time and enjoy the ride.